Join us for the Living the Life broadcast on our series, Understanding the Goodness of God with Dr. Chooks Ugohe. Welcome to a beautiful evening of studying God's Word together. I am Dr. Chooks Ugohe. Tonight I'm doing episode 294, 294, and we are on the series, uh, Question and Answers on the goodness of God. Question and answers on the goodness of God. So tonight is part four. Uh, we have been uh, uh, on it since last week, part one, part two, part three, answering questions that have come in uh, since I've been doing this series. I've been teaching on the goodness of God now for more than three years, uh, from 20, 2019, uh, September, August, September 2019. And then through the pandemic, 2020, 2021, 2022, 2023. Now, uh, this year is going to be the fourth year. August this year will make it four years of teaching on the subject of the goodness of God. And um, from time to time, we we take a, a break to, to answer questions that have been coming in, questions that people are sending based on the things that they are learning and hearing as we teach and unpack this amazing revelation on the goodness of God. All right, so today is part four in this current uh, uh, season of question and answer. Uh, there was one in 2020, I think, yes. There was one in 2020. I think there was another one in 2021 and then 2022. So we are here now uh, answering some of those questions. Okay, so let's begin for tonight. How can we reconcile, that's the first question tonight, how can we reconcile the idea of a loving God with the concept of divine justice and punishment. How can we reconcile the idea of a loving God with the concept of divine justice and punishment? Now, one of the things that people don't understand about the goodness of God is that people think if God is good, then, then um, he, cannot, you know, uh, he cannot punish evil. In fact, he has to punish evil because he's good. He has to, evil has to get its consequence because he's good. So a good God doesn't mean a, a weak God. A good God doesn't mean a flimsy God. A good God doesn't mean an unjust God. The justice of God, the, the, the justice nature of God uh, demands that, that evil must be punished. Evil must be punished. So Jesus, for instance, died went to the went on, went to the cross and from the cross died and went to hell to take on the punishment for the sins of man yes he took on the punishment for the sins of man because there is a universal law of justice that that the bible says every soul that sinned must die every soul that sinned must die the the wages of sin is death uh, the end result of sin is death so if man ha, you know um has sinned, the man must die. And that death, Jesus took it on himself. Jesus took on that death so that we can be free. So, so the, 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 the issue of divine justice and divine punishment has to be because of the goodness of God. If, if God is good, he has to be just. If God is just, then good has to be rewarded and evil has to be punished. Now, man does not have to be caught in that, in that uh, crossfire. No, man, God has made a way for man through 
the death of Jesus Christ on the cross. Jesus is the penalty that, that God provided. God took on the penalty for the sin of man. God took on the penalty for the sin of man. So that man, if man can choose Jesus, man does not have to endure the punishment for his own sin because someone else has taken that punishment for him. Jesus died for the sin of the world. Jesus died for the evil that man uh, submitted himself to. Jesus died for that. So God has paid the price for the sin of man. That's his love. That's his goodness. That's his goodness. So what God did, in order not to violate his divine justice, you know, what did he do? He chose to take on the punishment for man's sin because sin must be punished. And because he loves man and he doesn't want to punish man for his sin, he took on man's sin and took on the punishment for man's sin. So man does not have to be punished for his own sin. God took on the punishment for man's sin in the, in the death of Jesus on the cross. So you, you don't have an excuse for you to continue in your sin because someone has already paid for it. This is why you need to repent. This is why you need to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior. Because God loves you so much, he doesn't want you to suffer for your sin. Yes, sin must be punished. And what did he do? He chose to take on the punishment for sin. He chose by himself to take on that punishment on himself for sin. So, he has been punished for our sins. We don't need to go through that punishment again. And at the same time, the divine justice of God, the divine nature of God of justice is sustained. It's not violated because he now decided to be the sacrifice for our sin. That's his love. That's his goodness. All right. So God is a good God. God is also a just God. And no character, no uh, characteristic of his uh, cancels the other. No. The goodness of God does not cancel the justice of God. The justice of God does not cancel the goodness of God. What, what God did was to take on that justice, take, take on the penalty so that he can satisfy the justice nature. He offered himself through his son, Jesus Christ. He offered himself. So th this is why everybody, to escape the punishment for sin, you must accept Jesus. And if you reject Jesus, then you have to deal with the punishment of sin. You have to deal with the consequence of sin. But if you will accept Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior and accept what he did already on the cross, that it's, it's yours, it's applied to you, then your sin will be forgiven. Your sin will be written off. Hallelujah. Because Jesus has already paid for it. Okay. Let's go to question number two. How can God be good? If he allows some people to use his name to justify violence or hatred towards others. Alright, again, last week we talked about this thing about, about allow. That something is happening in the earth doesn't mean God allowed it. No. No, you must understand this premise that the earth, the, the heavens belong to God. The earth he has given to the sons of men. That's a very important principle. He has given the earth to the sons of men. When he put Adam in the garden, he gave the earth to him. So the earth has been given to man. In other words, the will of man on the earth is stronger than the will of God on the earth. So that's why man has to consistently submit his will to the will of God for the will of God to triumph and prevail in the earth. 
the will of man is strong. So if man does not submit his will to the will of God, the, 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 the God cannot have his way in the earth. Man has to submit his will to the will of God. Then the will of God will be done in the earth. So, God is not allowing people to use his name to do evil. He's not allowing it. Men are choosing to do what they have to do or what they want to do, not what they have to do. What they want to do. Men are choosing to do what they want to do. They take the name of God in vain. They take the name of God and use it to, you know, commit all kinds of atrocities and hatred. I mean, here in South Africa, uh, there was a regime that, that, that inflicted hatred on another, uh, uh, um, another race. And they used the Bible to justify it. Apartheid was justified from the Bible. God did not approve that. God did not approve that. And it was a wrong, a wrong, a, 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 a wrong interpretation of the Bible that made them use the Bible to perpetrate wickedness, to perpetrate hatred. No, God is not, God is, you know, you can use the Bible to, you can misinterpret the Bible. Didn't you see Jesus, um, at Jesus' temptation that Satan was quoting the Bible? Satan quotes the Bible. He wants to use the Bible to, to do evil. He wants to use the Bible to do what he wants to do. So uh, that people quote the Bible doesn't mean God approved of what they are, they are misinterpretation or misapplication of scriptures or misapplication of the truth of the God's word. No, people are choosing to do what they want to do because the earth is being given to man. So if man chooses to, to um, violate the principles of correct biblical interpretation, there's nothing God can do about it. You see, there's nothing God can do about it. Man chooses to violate the principles of accurate interpretation and then, you know, use that as an excuse to perpetrate evil with the word of God. It's, it's not God supporting it. Is not God allowing it. Mm -mm. It's not God allowing it. In fact, if those people will listen to God, they will hear God trying to correct them. They will hear God trying to persuade them away from that application, from that wrong interpretation, from that wrong projection. If they will listen to God. But they, were not, they are not listening to God. They are using, they are allowing themselves to be used by the devil to inflict hatred and, and, and wickedness to other men. Remember that it is the devil that came to steal, to kill, and to destroy. It is the devil that afflicts people, not God. It is the devil. So he will use man who allows himself, he will use man who allows himself to, to, to be used to afflict other men. And then you look like it is God allowing it. It's not God allowing it. It's Satan empowering those people. It's Satan inspiring those people. It's Satan using those people to perpetrate evil, to perpetrate violence, to perpetrate unrighteousness on other people. And then they say, you know, they try to use the Bible to justify it. No, anybody can quote the Bible. Satan quotes the Bible. We saw him do so. So that someone who quotes the Bible doesn't mean they are right. You know, the Bible talks about rightly dividing the word of truth. That, that someone quotes the Bible doesn't mean they are right. They are doing what they want to do, you know, based on their carnality. And, you know, one of the works of the flesh is heresy. Heresy is a work of the flesh. According to Galatians chapter 5, uh, verse, uh, verse what? Verse 22. No, before verse 22, verse 20. Heresy is a work of the flesh. So, so if you choose to misinterpret the Bible, you are acting in the flesh. And God is not the one empowering your flesh. Satan is the one empowering your flesh. Satan always likes to, you know, uh, 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 misinterpret what, or mis, misrepresent what God said. Remember, in the Garden of Eden, 
he, he came to, to, to the woman and said, did God say? Did God really say? Because he always wants to twist what God said and twist man's mind in, way, in the way that man understands what God said so that he can perpetrate his evil. He had an evil agenda in the garden and he came to Eve and said, did God really say? Satan has not stopped doing that. Satan has not stopped doing that. So Satan has you know, used men to inflict wickedness in, on, on other men and then they use the Bible to cover it. It's not God. It's not God. <laughs> Instead, God wants to rectify such atrocities. God wants to restore and rectify such evil wherever it is found. God wants to turn it around for the good of his own people. All right. Let's go to question number three. Question number three. Why do bad things happen to good people? Why do bad things happen to good people? No, that's a very, a very uh, popular question that people ask, and especially when it comes to the issue of the goodness of God. Why do bad things happen to good people? Now, first of all, <laughs> uh, the concept of good people, the only person who is perfectly good is Jesus Christ. Yeah? Is, is Jesus Christ. The Bible says, even when they said, called him good, he, he humbly, you know, uh, pushed the glory to the Father and said, it's only the Father that is good. No, no human being is good in themselves. No. No human being is good in themselves. 100% no. The Bible says, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. For all, all, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So, so all human beings have sinned. Now, I do know that there are people who maybe they are, you know, Christians, they are tongue-talking, they are Bible-believing people, and yet bad things happen to them. Again, we, we have to factor in the fallen world. We have to factor in the fallen world. The world that is fallen, this planet is fallen. This planet is, is under the evil one. So evil keeps happening. First John chapter 5, verse 19. He said, the whole world lies under the power of the evil one. The whole world lies under the power of the evil one. First John chapter 5, verse 19. The whole world lies under the power. So, so there is evil in the world. And sometimes people get, you know, good people get caught up in the crossfire. Sometimes it happens. You know, and, and these things are, are not really god's fault you know sometimes god wants believers but they don't listen god wants believers I, i've been in situations where you know god warned me about an impending danger an impending evil and i didn't pay attention i wasn't careful to pay attention and then i got caught up in the in the crossfire uh, thank god that it wasn't fatal you know the, the one time uh, 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 i'm robbers followed me to the house you know, while we're on the road coming, I heard the Spirit of God say to me four times, four different times, they are following you. I heard him, they are following you. They are following you. And I couldn't, you know, when I look in the rear view mirror, uh, I couldn't see anybody. So I just dismissed it. They are following you, but I just dismissed it until I arrived at my gate and then they jumped out of their car and they robbed me. Now, when just before I got to the grate of my house, there's a petrol station that is up the street. I heard the Spirit of God say, enter the petrol station. 
tell the brother who was carrying you to enter the petrol station. But I was too tired and I ignored that instruction. Because if we had entered the petrol station, they would have not come to rob us at the petrol station because there are cameras at the petrol station. They would have just driven past and, and you know, the mission would have been aborted for them. But I didn't obey that instruction to enter into the petrol station because they would not have come into the petrol station to rob because there were, there were other people there. But guess what? Because we didn't listen. So sometimes bad, bad things happen to good people because good people did not listen. Good people did not pay attention to the nudgings of the Spirit. The Spirit of God is saying, turn left, turn left, and you didn't obey quickly. You didn't follow that, and then you get caught up in the crossfire. And, and you say, you know, God, God is the one who did it. It's not God that did it. God actually wanted to, to protect you from that evil. There's a scripture, you know, in the, in the Lord's Prayer. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. It's a prayer we pray. Deliver us from evil. If we keep, you know, um, focused on that prayer, God will surely deliver us from every evil attack. No weapon fashioned against us shall be able to prosper. Every tongue that rises up against us in judgment, we condemn. So, so when we, when we you know, take up the posture of spiritual warfare, the Bible says in, in Luke chapter 10, verse 9, it says, not, not, no, no, no power of the enemy shall be able to hurt you. Nothing the devil does shall be able to hurt you. So, so he says, I give you power to trample upon serpents and scorpions and over every power of the enemy. Over every power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. That's a promise from God. Nothing shall by any means hurt you. So if you pay attention to the Holy Spirit, if you do what the Holy Spirit wants you to do and gives instructions for you to do it, you will always, you know, be spared from evil. Look at, the Bible says, a thousand shall fall at my side, ten thousand at my right hand, but it will never come near me. It will never come near me. This, there are promises for protection. There are promises for preservation. If we will walk those promises, if we stand on those promises, if we stand on that word, confessing that word, declaring that word, the Bible says a man shall be satisfied by the fruit of his mouth. A man's life is satisfied. A man's belly is satisfied by the fruit of his mouth. So if you are going to speak God's word and, and declare God's word, you will be spared from evil. You'll be spared from evil. But if you're not going to do it, then you make yourself open for the enemy to strike. Please pay attention to the things, the leadings and the nudgings and the gentle, you know, um, um, directions of the Holy Spirit. Some of those things, you know, experience has taught me not to argue with the Holy Spirit. If I'm trying to get on the road and the Spirit of God says, don't drive out, that's the end of that mission. I, 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 I reverse and I go back into my house and park the car. If I'm about to take an off-ramp, and the Holy Spirit said, don't take off that, that off-ramp. Or I'm going on a straight road and the Holy Spirit said, take the off-ramp. Take the next off-ramp. And when I hear that, take, I take it. I take it. I, I don't want to argue because I know what I have suffered by not paying instructions, paying attention to instructions. So I take it. So sometimes bad things happen to good people because they're not paying attention. God wanted to spare you. God wanted to, re, you know, uh, help you not collide into uh, misfortune. But you didn't pay attention. May the Lord help us. May the Lord uh, cause our feet to be ordered so that we do not walk into evil. Hallelujah. Okay. Let me take the next question. If God is good, 
Why do some people seem to receive more blessings and miracles than others? <laughs> Again, that the goodness of God doesn't mean that everybody will be blessed equally. No. No. You know, the Bible says, he, he that comes to God must believe that he is. And that he's the reward of those who diligently seek him. There are conditions for God's reward. There are conditions for God's blessing. And those who meet those conditions automatically qualify for the things that are coming to them. You know, one of the blessings that God has provided for us is the blessing of salvation. And if you're not going to give your heart to Christ and receive the, the gift that he gave to us, you're not going to be saved. So, so the blessing is there, but I need to what? Open my heart to receive it. So, so the people who seem to have blessings pouring, 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 it's not that they are better human beings. It's that they are observing the principles of God. They are observing the word of God. They've opened their heart for the goodness of God to flow. They've opened their faith, released their faith to draw the goodness of God, to draw the power of God, to draw the wisdom of God, to draw the help of God. So, those people who are experiencing more blessings, they are working the word more. <laughs> they are working the promises of God. The Bible says that his divine power has given to us all things that pertain unto life and godliness. By the, pro by, by the promises, the promises of God, through the, 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 the engagement of the promises of God. So those who will believe the promise of God and begin to confess it and begin to draw and begin to place a demand on the promises of God, the promise of God will come to pass in their lives. And they will experience the goodness of God. They will experience miracles. They will experience signs and wonders. They will, because they stood on the word of God. I want to say this. Joshua 1.8 makes it clear. That you make your way prosperous. Not God makes you prosperous. You make your way prosperous using the word of God. You make your way prosperous using the word. You have good success using the word of God. So people who seem to be experiencing a lot of blessings are engaging the word of God. And sometimes people are also in seasons. There are seasons. And, and that season is a season of training. A season of preparation. And it may look like, you know, big things are not happening for you. Be patient. Your season is coming. Look at Joseph. There was a season where he had to spend time in Potiphar's house as a, as a slave boy. Spend time in prison as a slave boy. You know, a, a, a slave supervisor. Total number of years between Potiphar's house and prison, 13 years. Because he had the dream when he was 17 years old. 13 years. Before, you know, he, he, he became, he, he saw the manifestation of the promises, of the, of the visions that God has given to him, the dreams that God has given to him. It took 13 years. In those 13 years, if you look at his life, you will think he's, he's unfortunate. You think he's a, he's a magnet for misfortune. But guess what? God was preparing him through what the devil meant for evil. What the devil meant for evil, God was turning it around for good. This is what we talk about in the goodness of God. The goodness of God will make evil turn around for your good. What the enemy meant for evil, God turns it around for your good. This is who he is. So your, your own part is to believe in his goodness and every weapon, every, every arrow shot at you by the enemy will be turned around for your good. And what the devil meant for evil will become good for you. So you, we must accept 
that blessings are not just going to be dropping. No, we will, we will engage the word of God and bring the blessings to manifest. Engage the word of God and bring the blessings to manifest. The promises of God have been given to us to manifest the goodness of God. We must lay hold on the promise of God and release our faith on the promise of God and then those promises will come into manifestation. Amen. So don't be jealous of people who are working the process and seeing the result if you are refusing to work the process for yourself. When last did you speak the word of God out of your mouth? When last did you, you know, um, engage the word of God as an act of your faith to bring about manifestation? When last did you do it? So you need to do it. Amen. All right. My time is almost finished. Let me take the last question for today. How can we trust in the goodness of God when we see so much corruption and evil in the world? You know, how can we trust in the goodness of God when we see so much corruption and evil in the world? There's evil in this world. There's evil in this world. And they are not God's doing. The enemy is the one who, who you know, pours evil out in the world using man, using man, using, using nature. Because say, a, a Adam sold the planet. Adam sold the world to the enemy. So now the enemy is wrecking evil and havoc. But guess what? Jesus came to stop him. How God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power. He went about doing good and healing them that were oppressed of the devil. For God was with him. He was raised and anointed to, to bring goodness in the earth. And remember, the Bible says, Jesus the same yesterday, today, and forever. So what he did in his earthly ministry, he is still doing today. He's still going about doing good and healing them that are oppressed of the devil, for God is with him. How is he doing it these days? He's doing it through people who believe in his goodness. He's doing it through people who have a revelation of the things I'm teaching about his character of goodness. The more we align with his character, the more he can use us. Two cannot work together except they agree. So when I learn about the goodness of God and yield myself to him and yield my, and align myself to his, to his character that I have received a revelation of, he will use me to bet good in the earth. He will use me to confer good on people. He will use me to stop the works of the devil. He will use me to break the, 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 the demonic assault on a people, on a family, on a nation, on a community because I believe in his goodness. See, how much you believe in the goodness of God is going to determine how much goodness will flow through you as an agent. As an agent of God. We are agents of God. We are disciples of Jesus Christ standing in the earth to manifest the goodness of God. So the evil that is in the world is Satan's making. The corruption that is in the world is Satan's making. Satan wants it that way. And guess what? The, 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 the first assault on the human race in the Garden of Eden was a maligning of God's character as a, as a good God. Satan wanted to malign it. In fact, not that he wanted. He maligned the character of God and painted God to be an evil person, to paint God to be an evil God. And Adam and his wife believed it. When they believed it, how do I know they believed it? Because they ate the fruit. When they believed it, they, they, opened, they opened the planet to be infested with evil. To be infested with wickedness. To be infested with corruption. Death is corruption. And corruption, you know, inf infected the whole world. 
But Jesus Christ came. A, a, a little while down the road, he came and died. And died to clean up, to wipe the planet with his blood. And died to set the planet free from the hold of the devil. He died for our sins. He died to set us free. Hallelujah. So, evil that is the word doesn't mean that God is not good. God is good. God is good. But there's evil in the world, but God is good. So what are we supposed to do? Stay with our faith in the goodness of God and we'll ward off the evil. We'll ward off the, the assault of the enemy because we are agents for the manifestation of the goodness of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let me take one last one and then we are done. Okay, let me take one last one. The last one. How can we reconcile the idea of a good God with the idea of Satan or demonic forces causing harm and destruction. This question is related to the, last, to the last one I answered. That's why I want to take it before we close for tonight. See, Satan is a fallen angel. Satan is a fallen angel. And when he fell into the earth, he was cast out of heaven because of his rebellion. He carried that corruption and came down to the earth. His fall does not suggest that God fell. No. No, no, no. No, God is good. God is in heaven. God is sitting on his throne. But when this angel decided to become proud and become puffed up and become, you know, <laughs> he fell. He went from a beautiful angel to a, a an ugly Satan. So, it is, it is Satan that brings all the harm and destruction not god god brings good god brings life god brings light satan brings harm and destruction but can i tell you something we are in the last days as we are learning about the goodness of god we are able to stand and bring forth his goodness in situation and circumstances where you know evil had prevailed before we come now we cleaning up the system we are cleaning up the system. We are cleaning up the planet and manifesting the goodness of God everywhere we go. This is, this is our, our duty. This is our responsibility. As God sent his son Jesus, so he has also sent us. He was sent to do good, to manifest goodness, to release them by our press of the devil. We are also sent to do the same and we will do the same. As we come into better understanding, we will do the same. God bless you. I, I hope I helped you. With, with those, uh, I think I did six questions today. I'm going to continue tomorrow to answer questions on the goodness of God. Listen to this teaching again. And then if you have more questions, please send them. Send them. We'll be glad to deal with them in, pre, in, in subsequent or future episodes. But until then, God bless you. Good night. I'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. There comes a time in your life when you need a change, an upgrade. You need upliftment. You need lasting results. You just want your life to be real. You need your life to be meaningful, deep, full, purposeful and easy. You're looking for enlargement, amplification, increase, strengthening. You're looking for growth in your life. You want leverage, strategic advantage, gain and favor, ability to influence, clout and strength. Join us at Resurrection Life Church every Sunday. Visit our website .reslife.org.za for more information. Make this year your year of being real. Embrace rapid enlargement and leverage.
It is your time.